0: Welcome to the set yourself free podcast, real stories of ending emotional abuse and taking your life back. I'm your host, Carrie Veach, owner of set yourself free. I am a life and success coach that believes we all have limitless potential within us with the right tools and support. Trauma or past hurt might be a part of your story, but it does not have to be the entire story. We all have different versions of what freedom means, and I'm here to help you unlock your perfect version of how to set yourself free. Join us for season three, where we follow five extremely brave women who share their stories of what it took to get to the other side of trauma and abuse. Through listening to their stories, you will know that you are not alone, that shame can only grow in secret, and that it absolutely does get better on the other side. By hearing their stories, you will gain insight and tools for ways that you can access your own power and do the work to set yourself free. All of the magic you need is waiting deep inside of you, and these women are here to help you tap into it. Let's dive in. How did your mindset come to play on the journey of healing? Belinda?
1: You actually said it, having a lot of grace for myself. That was mm-hmm. the only way I could go through. There wasn't any more fighting it out because I was tired. There wasn't any more uh, pretending that I had it all together because my friends knew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I clearly <laughs> did
1: not. <laughs> like, okay. And and really, that was one of the hardest parts of the whole thing was realizing that people had thought one thing about me. Mm-hmm. and. It was true on so many levels, but then this one thing just just brought me to my knees. It was fascinating, and it's hard, so it's hard to learn those situations, hard to learn that stuff about you um, and about other people, in sort of a in, in front of people. You know, those are those are things that can, can really have shame and, and be embarrassing, and it's really hard to learn those lessons around people. Um, and like I said, I did have some friends who checked out; we're just done, and it's mm-hmm. totally fine totally okay i have no hard feelings for that um but so all i could do was just slowly try to be social again slowly try to build my confidence one of the things that i started doing is every day i made a list of 10 things that i had done right Mm. not well 10 things i did right and it could be brushing my teeth. I mean, I'm not talking like <laughs> I yeah. solved the world's problems. But I had heard how much I had done wrong for so long that I thought mm. I need to switch this in my head. And so um, that for me was very, very important. And, and to start seeing that, of course, now we know if you hear it in your own words, it's even more powerful. I didn't know that then. So now I would say, make my list and I would read it out loud if I were going through that again but that was a huge just really practical tool that I totally made up because I knew that the programming had to change so and then the mindset too is I absolutely did not rush back into dating mm. did not at all I went ahead and and um allowed myself to be alone allowed myself to feel like that to, to feel how that was, to get used to myself again, because I was really concerned about um how fast my I felt like I lost my identity and I wanted to make sure that I built that back up. Mm. I, you know, that my sense of self had come back before I wanted to entertain anybody else's sense of self. <laughs> I, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to focus on mine.
0: Well and I think it's so critical that self acceptance piece essentially, of what you're talking about. Um, And I think that, you know, that wavers and looks different in different seasons of life. And, you know, depending on external factors, of course, um, those play in. But ultimately, the more we can love and accept ourselves, despite what's going on, the better.
1: There's no other, there's no other way that I can see through um, adversity and again, whether it's business or new moms or in a a difficult relationship or difficult family relationship is by allowing your feelings to be. I don't know any other way. You can't, we can't skip it. You can't skip feeling stupid. You'd like to, because you'd like to feel uncomfortable. You just can't skip it. So not allowing um, yourself to feel all the things you I would, I would suppose, or whatever the word is, posit. Oh, that's a fancy word. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I, I would suggest that perhaps if you don't learn to feel those things, then it, you're, you might be at risk of repeating some things. Like learn how to feel, to, to sit with dissonance. Learn how it feels to go, hey, I don't feel all that smart today. Mm-hmm. Well, huh. Am I? Well, I don't know. So I'm just going to feel dumb. And then eventually you'll get tired of it. you will be like, okay, I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm sick of that. I'm moving on. But it, it, I do think we have to learn how to feel the hard things. We're not always going to be happy. We're just not. You know, I, no. I believe in, a subscribe to that 50-50 rule. 50% of the time we're going to be good. 50% of the time it's not going to be good. And we're going to kind of be in that bell curve in between. But we'll want to be able to feel it all.
0: Well and I think it's it's that observing of ourselves Essentially, like what you're talking about. And so, it's the more work we can do on looking at ourselves from an objective point of view and also looking at our feelings, like, of course, feel your feelings as you're in them. But then, either if you can do that like moments after or days after or whenever, but you can look at it from this outside perspective of like, huh, why was I feeling this way? Or, huh, I felt this way in this situation. Like, I wonder if there's certain triggers or things that are going on and just observing and noticing without judgment, like, which to me is the key piece because we're so quick to judge ourselves, judge other people. Um, but if we can do that without judgment, it just opens up so much in terms of opportunity for us to grow.
1: It's like, it's like being a detective in your own life. Like yep. We always talk about that, like get, get it out, get it down. Like then I was writing 10 things, 10 things I'd done right. Mm. Um, When I get into situations, even now, I I just write everything out. And Mm. I'm I'm psycho about pen to paper. That's just me. You can do computer, but (laughs) I'm psycho about it. Get it out. So like the pinballs in your head, it's like, it's not like there's a machine up there. It's all on the paper, get it out and then step away, come back Mm. and go, okay. Okay. Is this true? Mm -hmm. Is it? And just question everything. Where did that come from? And then, like, even a day after, you know, you can go, I, "I am not the ugliest thing that's ever walked this planet. I'm not the dumbest person that that should give up on everything." Like, when you're not, like, you feel it, and totally, um, and be willing to know what that feels like. And then, when you look at it objectively, you can say, "Okay, I felt that. Now, do I want to keep feeling it? Do I want to keep?" keep trying that on no so then you get better at it it's like again folding that envelope and making it so big that you just oh we have tools yes yes. absolutely well and
0: it just gets like anything you practice it and it becomes so much easier you know and so I think it's easy to see people like it could be easy for somebody to listening that's still in the thick of everything right now to be like, cool, easy for you to say, Belinda. Cool, Carrie, that's great. You know, and I get that. And I just always mm. want to encourage people, like, stay in it, keep using the tools because it does get better with practice.
1: I I cannot even acknowledge that hard enough. <laughs> if there's a hard acknowledgement, I would like to give that. Because when you when you're really beat down the idea of writing in a journal or a guy even told you like he'd read my journal, you know, that, um, the idea of putting something else down when you're already emotionally drained can be so much. So I would say start small, but along with that, bet on yourself, Mm. bet on yourself, bet on yourself. Because if, if you want to live like this, for the rest of your life, that is certainly a choice you can you can make that choice, and and I and I say that without judgment. Like you can so make that choice, but if you know deep down that you're meant for something different, then start making that choice. And it is. It could be a sentence. It could be speaking into the mirror when they're not around. It can be in the car. But little by little, make that choice over and over. But yeah. you're you're exhausted and i i I know like we've been there it's like i just want to be like oh i've been there and i know and it's it it will be okay Mm. if you will stay with
0: yes Mm. jess
3: yeah um my mindset has always been one of toughness of strength of courage uh, you know, I can do this. I just have to get over this next thing. Mm. I've always been very short-sighted with goals because, you know, again, as uh, a trauma survivor, you can't think too far ahead or it becomes overwhelming. Mm. Uh, so I very much had always short-term goals, not necessarily long-term goals. Mm. I didn't feel like I was even capable of achieving long-term goals. Like when I graduated university, I was ecstatic. I didn't think I had it in me. I didn't think I could do it. Um, but constantly just giving myself those little baby steps instead of the huge steps kind of really helped. So learning how to break things down into smaller pieces was really big for me. Um, and again, I think we talked about this a little bit the last time where I had that mindset. Uh, you know, there, there, I, I did have thoughts of self harm. I did have thoughts of ending my life. Um, but reminding myself again, that that's a finality, that's a final solution to a temporary problem. Mm So being able to say, I can always do that later, I'm going to try my best first. And if that fails, I have this kind of thing to fall back on, which sounds crazy now. Um, but it did help me. It helped me to not make that decision. It helped me to keep going. Um, something else that I always thought about was wanting to have a quote unquote real family, Um, when I was born into my family my my parents weren't having the best time like I was kind of a an accident after they had my brother right Um, so I never really felt like I was a wanted part of the family Mm -hmm. I never really felt like I had kind of a traditional family life Um, my father was frequently absent during my childhood for business and then Uh, I later found out, you know, he was having an affair and my parents' relationship ended when I was about 11 or 12. Um, And so it it was all very, it all happened while I was very young. Um, And I was jealous and mad that, you know, my sister who was seven years older than me got to experience a family, like a real family life. And then, you know, as soon as she leaves the house, all this, all this stuff happened. And my brother and I are kind of just stuck with this broken family mm. and you know he at least you know they had planned to have him i was told a few times that my parents or my father at least didn't want me to exist like he had tried mm. to convince my mother to get right and so hearing that mm. on top of the feelings of never really feeling uh wanted or you know appreciated as a member of a family it's mm. it's a lot to to handle um, yeah, yeah sorry I kind of off on a tangent there <laughs> mm. um so yeah it's it's I've never really felt like I've had the support of being kind of on a team I've always felt better doing things alone and so that that strength and that toughness as much as it the, it was a mindset to keep me going to help me keep going I think it was also something that kept me protected from feeling unwanted and and isolated as well because I was like oh I'm just choosing to do it on my own I'm just choosing to do all these things on my own and accomplish these things on my own um, without having to worry about you know doing something and getting rejected or um, inviting someone to help you with something and then them not really wanting to or giving up or saying no. like rejection's been a huge thing for me uh, to have to deal with. and so I think that mindset of independence of I have to do this on my own kind of really helped me get through those things. Um, but then again, it that's probably why I wasn't able to ask for support as well, right? So mm. it just there's so many things that you know context comes to play with. And that each unique person has to deal with. That's like it's it's hard to know what I could uh, suggest to someone else or recommend to someone else, just because again, like there's so many things that come into play. Like I talk about my story and it sounds, you know, in my head it's very straightforward. It's very this happened, then this happened, and this happened, but then I start talking about it to someone, you know, like you. And all of these pieces come up and all of these, you know, I end up going off on other tangents that I didn't realize had affected me so much. And so even now, I'm still realizing that things are affecting me. Even now, I'm still realizing that there are things I have to deal with um, continuously and on a daily basis. And, you know, that, that mental toughness has allowed me to keep going times when I uh, didn't really feel like I could because I would remind myself you know you're the only one who has your back if you mm. don't do one else is going to do this for you and so I think in that regards it was helpful mm. but the factor of isolation and the factor of not asking for support I think it was hurtful so you know finding that balance I think would be-
0: yeah and do you feel like it has changed as you have done the work around healing like in terms of When you have asked for support and you have seen that, um, has that shifted your mindset?
3: It definitely has. Um, When I first told my mother about the abuse that had happened to me, um, her reaction really shifted the way that I saw asking for support and and telling people about what had happened to me. Um, She never questioned it. She never told me it didn't happen. She never said she had to talk to the other person first. She just believed me right away. There was nothing that I had to prove to her. She just believed me. And that was huge. That was so huge for me Mm -hmm. um, to feel that support, to feel that love and that care. um, That changed changed a lot of things for me. Um, I also think it changed a lot of things for her in the way she saw my behavior, in the way that uh, how I reacted to things in the past. um, Because, you know, she didn't know. Sure, how could she have known like the way that things happened? Um, there was just no way unless I had said something, but you know, as a kid, you're, you're too scared for that. But, um, yeah, the way that, that helped me, it was more so, um, being honest about your needs, being honest about needing support, but also not demanding it and not expecting it, I think are huge. Um, a lot of people have stuff going on in their lives. A lot of people are dealing with the same thing that I'm dealing with or something similar. And so for me to say, Hey, I need support right now. You need to sit down and listen to me. That's not fair. That's not okay. But to say something along the lines of like, Hey, I really, I'm having a tough day. I just need to talk. Um, are you okay with that? Is that okay with you? It's going to be heavy. It's going to be deep. Is that something that you're comfortable with right now? You know, that is, approach to asking for support is much more natural for me because it's, it is asking instead of demanding. It's just simply letting someone know what you need. And if they can't give that to you, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not an ultimatum that you need to listen to me now, or you don't care about me. It's, you know, and then creating a support system where you're not simply relying on one person over and over and over again, and pushing them into that compassion fatigue Um, that can happen, that was also a pretty big deal for me as well, Um, building up my support network and even joining groups on Facebook where, you know, it's a support group for survivors of childhood abuse or um, sexual abuse specifically. There's a lot of different groups for that. And simply, you know, even if I don't say much in them, just seeing that people are going through something similar, offering some advice or suggestions here or there when I can speak to what they're dealing with or tell them that I've gone through the same thing just so they don't feel so alone that's been for me too so the the giving support has made receiving support a lot easier as well
0: yeah for sure and I think that's just human nature right we want to be able to experience both yeah Renee
2: oh wow And this was one of, I think, my favourite learnings early on when I started to consume books was really um, realising that the battlefield is the mind, right? Mm. So I I did a video the other day for LinkedIn and I said, how many people just roll out of bed in the morning and just go into their day with no pre-planning, no thought process, Um, I know I've defeated my day often before my feet have even hit the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) I've opened my eyes and it's straight away, oh gosh, do I have to go to the gym or oh gosh, another day. And that sets the tone for your entire day. So mindset, if you can wake up in the morning and be intentional about how you show up today, so I want to show up as generous. I want to show up as compassionate. I want to show up as kind. I want to show up as strong. I want to, now we may not feel it. right? So our feelings may not be lining up, but if we start with the thought and choosing, well, that's what I want to work towards. That's what I want to aim for. I would rather aim high and fall short than aim low and hit the mark every time
0: absolutely
2: yeah absolutely right so always always say okay grab your mind what am i thinking where am i at what can i do about my thoughts today um because mastering the mind like i said it's it's an entire module you know you know what it's like it's something that like i said i've been doing this now for 18 years and i still have to do it every single day yeah but it's so empowering and the stress, you literally feel the stress fall off your shoulders. People's countenance changes when yep. you see them stressed, right? And they yep. start, they show up differently. Their whole face is different. They walk differently. They become so resilient. Something comes at them and they're like Teflon. <laughs> it just sort of rolls off them. Whereas six months before, they may have been the exact opposite and it may have you know, taken out their whole day. So being able to go, you know what, no, I'm going to choose how I show up today. I'm going to choose how I deal with whatever comes at me that I hadn't prepared for. Be flexible, roll with the punches, but take control of how you're going to respond to those things.
0: And I think it's so fascinating sometimes to look and go, okay, where are the places that these stories are coming up? And then what is the work to do in that moment to change the the beliefs and the stories? And yeah. it can feel really tricky when you are unsure, right? Like I think back to when I was first learning how to even dive into this. And I just remember personally, it was like, okay, I would have a negative thought or a thing that would pop up. And it just started with acknowledging it and being like, thank you brain for keeping me safe. Like really just starting to notice because I think some people don't even understand that they have the power to rewrite what's happening up in their brain right like cuz yeah. we're not taught this stuff we're just not taught it
2: yeah and and i i'm doing a um a webinar at the moment and the third the third night of it it's called rewrite your story changing that narrative and that's exactly right so at first you're like okay i've thought something negative what do i do with that so i always recommend people keep a journal and they start documenting those thoughts how it made them feel mm. when they thought it how it made them react when they yep. thought of what was going on in their body and how it triggered and what it triggered, because knowledge is power, right? Yep. So the more we become introspective and look inward and go, okay, well, how is that actually affecting me? Oh, it makes me yell at my children more. Oh, it makes me not want to answer my phone. I, I couldn't answer my phone for a long time. Mm. I would I would be so depleted that I'd actually get really anxious and just think, no, I just need everything to stop. So I was like, oh, this is new. This hasn't happened before. What's going on for me? And, again, it was the anxiety of what do they want from me? I always Mm. felt like people were taking. And I was like, okay, that's a mindset issue. And I had to journal about that. So when it would come up, I would go, hang on, is that accurate? No, of course it's not accurate. It's your daughter saying, are you coming to school? You're five minutes late. (laughs) You know, so I started to see what was actually accurate, what was going on again, what I could control and then what I could change. And then I had a very clear plan rather than just going, I don't know what's happening, feeling out of control. Now you're overreacting. Now you're emotional. Now I need a nap.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like I, the way I always think about it and talk about it and, you know, and do, do the work with clients around it and in myself constantly is just that gentle observer, right? The more we can step outside of ourselves. And back to the self-compassion piece, right? We treat everyone else with all the compassion in the world when they come and they share their fears and they share what's going on that they want support around. And then Uh If we can just turn that and translate that for ourselves, like that's where it just becomes magic.
2: (laughs) It is absolutely magic because I always say to people, okay, well, what would you tell your best friend if she came to you with the same fear? What would you tell, tell your child if they came and said, oh, mommy, I can't do that? You'd be like, of course you can. You're amazing. Yet when it's ourselves, we become self-flagellating and, oh, you're so terrible and I should be over this and I should, you know, you, you know, and, and we do it, we're just so hard, we're our we're harshest critic and that's where we need to, again, determine, well, mm. no, the only person stopping me here is me. Yep
0: absolutely and it can feel really outside of people's reach i think mm-hmm. and it, like until you understand that you do have so much power um it can it can almost feel disempowering or i don't know the right words but i remember being like oh cool nice for you to say or thinking a lot oh. of thoughts along those lines when i didn't understand um mm. but then i think once you do understand, you're like, oh, I want to bring everyone along with me. Like, I want to help you because it's just a, such a different place to be living in.
2: It is. It is. And I think the good reminder there is anytime you start anything new, my son's just started his first job. Now, he was only 14 when he started a few weeks ago. And he said, mom, because he's a very intelligent boy. But every time he turned up to work, he said, mom, I'm not I'm not used to doing these things. I feel so silly. I'm like, "Hun." You've been there three days. (laughs) Mm. We're so hard on ourselves and Mm. it doesn't matter what it is. Everybody started somewhere. Everybody Mm. else started there as well. We look at somebody's success, even in business, right, and we go, why are they succeeding? Why do they have an endless list of clients and I'm still struggling? We Mm. want instant gratification and when we're in that messy middle, that uncomfortable place, that awkward stage, we want to avoid it. We want to run away. We just want to feel the good stuff, but we've got to go through the messy to get the good stuff and then to value it the way that we should. So it's all a process. Mm. And that's what we have to understand. There's so much to learn in the process. Don't disgruntle humble beginnings or the process. Mm. That's where the gold is. That's, that's where the beauty is. And that's really where we start our journey. And that's the stuff that we glean from and then ha- hand on to others.
0: Mm, that's so beautifully said. Heather.
4: So from about five to six years old, I've had depression. And I've had PTSD. I've had anxiety. Um, I almost passed away last year and I had panic attacks come in. And ever since I was little, I knew something wasn't right and something had to change. But no one ever taught that. So my depression went even worse and the relationships I fell into went worse. So I always thought I was not good enough. I mm. always thought that I wasn't worthy. I couldn't be loved. That the decisions that I made in relationships were out of fear and out of, I just want someone to protect me and love me. Mm. And so my my whole life was always fear, lack, insecurity, mm. and a deep, deep depression that and many times I wanted to take my life and almost did. And every single day for many years was I could just do it. Mm. I could just do it. And it wasn't that I wanted to die, I wanted all this pain to stop. Mm. All of the physical pain, all the mental pain, all of the all of the time that I fought and something else worse happened. Mm. Because year after year from the age of like seven or eight, I think, I was being raped and abused by every person that pretty much came into my mother's life. And then when I was 16, I was being used and abused by every guy that I pretty much brought into my life. Not everybody, but in some way it was mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And it just made the story in my head even worse that I'm not worth it. And then I got sick and I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm 20 years old. I've got cancer now.
2: Mm.
4: I'm losing a kidney. I've been abused. Both my parents left me. Mm. Like, I've been on my, what the hell is wrong? And the day that I started to shift my mind, I still have cancer. I still have a really bad kidney. And now I'm happy. Mm. Because I started working very, 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 very hard. And it's not, I still have some bad days. I still have, like, I can't change the chemical imbalances. I can't. I've worked hard on it though. Yeah. But changing my mind to go and see things differently and recognize my patterns and recognize my thought process has been beyond anything. Because your mind is a powerful, powerful place. And to go every day with wanting to kill myself to now going, I want to live, I don't want to die. And seeing the beauty and everything has been the most, like, I can't even, I know it's still in there. (laughs) Can feel it sometimes, but I know for a fact that my brain has a big part in helping me heal and helping me choose the right people and choose the right foods and choose because before I didn't care about myself at all, I didn't care.
0: Well, it's amazing because our minds are incredibly powerful, right? And I think. It's it's almost like this kind of annoying thing that until you really get it, you don't get it. Right? And like you can you can kind of like taste it a little bit, but then once you like really dive into understanding how much ability you have to reprogram your brain, you almost become obsessed with it because you understand that your thoughts lead to your emotions and your emotions lead to how you feel. And right. And so it starts with your thought patterns. And exactly like you're saying, it doesn't mean you never have a bad thought or a bad day, but you understand your part and your power of changing those patterns.
4: Yep. And uh, now when it comes in or sinks in, I have the ability to tell my boyfriend, Hey, I'm having a, it's a dark day right now. But I know that there's a light on the other side of it. Like before I didn't know that I was gonna get through it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, okay, you know, I gotta take care of myself a little more. I gotta I gotta do these things. I communicate with people that hey, it's a little rocky right now. But I know that I get to be happy again. I know that I can be happy again because I have felt it, that it's been there. And back in the beginning when it was little glimpses it was still that, okay, there's a different world. And I've done it all unmedicated because of all my chemos and all of my other medications, I was never allowed to be on antidepressants. Mm -hmm. And then when I was on them for nerve pain and everything, I was a mummy and I hated it. I hated it so much. I don't like things that alter my brain (laughs) (laughs) because I'm so connected with my brain and my guides and my intuition and everything else and when everything else alters it 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 makes my healing not mine anymore mm. and it's very important to me to heal and it's very important to me to live a better life and to turn around and help as many people as I can and I I'm not against medication or anything it, that was just my choice that was my choice to shift my diet shift the people that are around me shift what I allow into my life, and oh, I I hate being the one that says, "Oh, it, it's easy," because it's not. And even to this day, that I'm I'm starting to have other things resurface and starting to feel deeper. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? Why are we doing this?" But yeah, it's it's very important to get your mind right. And it's a beautiful journey with yourself. Mm. Of It may be scary and dark in there, but you have the flashlight pretty much or the lantern, and you're walking through going, okay, I'm here and I love you. And yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and it's to me
0: the beautiful work becomes understanding that you're within your power to make these choices and so it's a it's a moment by moment choice right like it's not a one and done that you can ever check this off your list cuz forever it, we are humans and so we have to do this work every single day but to me it becomes such an empowering journey once you understand your part and that you get to make decisions to care for yourself. And then when you fall down, you pick yourself back up and that's okay too. You know. And you lean on your support system and you ask for help and you lean into all the good practices and tools that you have so that you do get up faster.
4: Yeah. I, and that's the, the other thing that goes with that. When you learn to take care of yourself, You kind of put up a, I'm not going to trust anybody barrier. I'm not going to let anybody help me. Everybody goes through that. But it is learning who can can support you Mm -hmm. and be with you. Because it it is, it takes a village Mm -hmm. around you. Just like parenting, just like anything else, it takes a village. And you being the person in your village to do that for yourself and then you'll find people where you're the person who you're supporting them and this and it's just you go to somebody for something about this and then you have this person for that and I think you find a little piece of your soul in people and they help make you a better person. And sometimes they could be people that you never thought or people who have opposite values of you and like a lot of my friends and I have different political views, but we're the best of friends and we'll crack jokes about each other, but it's, it's not about that. It's like us and how we build each other up and how we support each other. Because I'm one to believe that if you have everybody like you around you, you're not going to grow. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stephanie.
5: My mindset has always, I've always been someone who's had a lot of grit and that's, I've been told that since I was young, I, you know, I'm told that still now I have this grit. I have this sense of pushing forward all the time. And as someone who was in unhealthy relationships, that wasn't so great because Mm. I was like, I forced this to work, Mm. you know, I had to learn where to put the energy and where to not put the energy, you Mm. know, as loyal as a dog. Well, Mm. dog get hurt because they're that loyal. And that's what was happening to me. So I was pushing that grit through and I was forcing or trying to force things to work and it obviously wasn't working. So it was a waste of energy, but I think that grit really helped me through. So when I thought I'm going to leave, the mindset was, you know what? I'm to the point that I know that I don't want to die having experienced life the way I've experienced it. Mm. If something happens to me, even if he kills me, even if you know something happens right after I leave, at least I will be out. At least I won't have to deal with this anymore. It'll give me the chance or give me the opportunity. So I had that little glimmer of hope, and so I that little glimmer, that little light and that grit combined was enough for me to to try and say what what can happen at this point, I'm ready for anything. I could expect anything to happen. and luckily, it worked out for the better. But I was, I was willing to take that chance and, you know, where so many people are afraid to take the chance Mm -hmm. because they don't know what else is out there, Mm -hmm. you know, know already what they're experiencing, but they're afraid of being embarrassed, of being alone, of being, you know, told, well, as a woman, you should be in a relationship or you're a failure because you're a mom and you didn't stay for the kids or because of religious reasons, you didn't force it to work and it's your husband, you know, all of those things that women are told all the time. And, you know, so there's all of those things that come up, but instead, if you can really say to yourself, I know in my heart and soul that this is not right for me and this will not be right for anyone else. It's in my life. If I stay and they will support me, in this decision. And if they don't, then they don't need to be in my life. If you can say all those things and be prepared, because it's uncomfortable to do all those things, you've yeah. got to be ready to be uncomfortable in order to change. The butterfly doesn't become the butterfly for no reason. I mean, there, it takes work and it takes getting, like we said, icky. So you've got to be ready to really put all that effort in and say, I'm going to change no matter what. So I think for my mindset, it was really that growth mindset of what can I do to change? Mm-hmm. What I do to never create this again, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I was ready for that discomfort.
0: Yeah, which I think is so well said because that is life if you want to grow in general, whether it's leaving a toxic relationship, it's growing your business, it's starting your business, it's whatever it is. That is absolutely the mindset you have to have to succeed or to Mm -hmm. change in general, right?
5: Yeah. Oh, well, people will say, wow, you're doing really well in your business. And I'm like, well, because I had practice in the toxic relationship. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is this is nothing compared to what I had before. I mean, this is a lot easier because I have great support from my husband and I have two great kids and I have all those other great things. So it's a much easier where before it was kind of like this lead weight bringing me down. Now I've cut free from all of that. It's just so much easier to do the things that I enjoy, you know, and, and to keep that in my life every day.
0: And I think it's also pulling then from those experiences, right? Because yes. I think it doesn't necessarily get easier to do the uncomfortable things because there's always a new level of discomfort oh, if you're wanting yes. to grow continually, but you have the evidence to pull from and to say, look, mm-hmm we did this thing and brain, we didn't die. We made it out. We're okay. You know, and you can just keep going because that's where to me, it's like so many people stop and they don't understand that your brain is always going to come up with reasons why you shouldn't do the things. Like it's just trying to keep you safe.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I, I really will, will check in with myself. And I, if I feel too comfortable for too long, then I look and see what I have to change. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me speaking at a large event, it was kind of one of the things I talk all the time on podcasts and my YouTube on all these other things, no problem. But for some reason, like I said, speaking in front of an audience was making me really nervous. So I said, okay, it's making me really nervous. So what do I have to do? speak in front of a large audience? You know, so it was, it, okay, so what can I do for help and support? Okay, I'll talk to David and I'm going to make sure I'm getting enough sleep and, you know, not be too caffeinated. So I don't have my heart pounding and all those things. And then I did it. It was like, okay, like you said, I didn't die. and yeah. it was actually- out really, really well. So now, you know, actually even today I was sending out messages about doing more talks on stages, which before was scaring the heck out of me. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well I can do that now. It's not as big of a deal. And for, I think that over the more you do those things that make you uncomfortable, the more you'll be amazed at how far you can go.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: I mean, would you have thought, you know, whatever years ago when you moved overseas, like, would you have thought that that's what you would have, would be doing now?
0: No. I mean, it's, it's wild. You look at the things and I forget, you know, it's the same for anyone in their experience. They forget how much you've done in a short amount of time because you're living in Mm -hmm. your own body. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a friend tell me recently, just like reflecting back to me in the short time she's known me of like all the things that I've done and I forget. I'm like, oh, to other, to other people, that's a lot where, you know, we can be so in our own way that we're like, oh, I'm not getting there fast enough. I'm not doing enough and all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but for me, yeah, like, yeah, I've moved, you know, multiple places now overseas, made friends easily where I used to tell the story of like, oh, it's hard as an adult to make friends. No, it's not. It's actually quite easy, and I'm actually good at it. And you know, it's scary, sure, but it's totally possible.
5: Yeah, yeah, and and I feel you because I feel the same way. Is that people will say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you've done this, this, and this." And I'm so much living in the now that I just don't even think back there. So I'm just do and now, and you know, I, I have my big goal of what I'm working towards. But the the now I'm not, you know, suffering in the past or, you know, having anxiety about the future. I'm just really enjoying as these cool things keep coming up and I'm really following what I call the pull. You know, I get that pulling feeling from my chest and I'm like, okay, you know, go in that direction. And it just makes it so much more natural and easy. And then all of a sudden, every once in a while, I'll look back and say, oh, yeah, I got to do all these cool things. But, you, you know, sometimes it's good to just take that break and remind yourself how far you've come.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, if you didn't know, all things centered around mindset because one of the only controllables that we have is our mindset. And I am not somebody that believes mindset is the only thing in terms of a tool or way of being because when you have experienced large forms of trauma, it lives somewhere in your body. And so it has to come out somewhere and you oftentimes need loads of resources and support in order to heal your trauma and work through it. And all of that is good. Um, But one of the things I absolutely know to be true and live out in my life in a way that I did not get before, but I am so committed to this work and to bringing as many women as humanly possible with me is that life is only as good as your mindset. And so standing in your power means choosing what stories you are going to feed your brain. And when limiting stories and when beliefs come up that maybe are true in the moment, but not serving the purpose of where you want to go, that it is within your power to drop them. And it is within your power to choose not to believe the stories that your brain is telling you in order to keep you small. And to keep you safe. Because your brain is always going to do that. It's going to tell you you're not ready. It's going to tell you you're not smart enough. It's going to tell you that it's impossible. It's going to tell you that it has to be a certain way. But it's just your brain doing its job. And our job is to retrain it and to access the power within ourselves to change the dialogue, to change the story, to have a life beyond our wildest dreams. And it's not easy work. It's inner work that takes work and it takes mental energy to step into this power and this belief in yourself. But I hope These five women sharing their stories and specifically this episode talking about how mindset came into play in their healing gives you courage. It gives you strength. It gives you hope that once again, if she can, I can. So stick with it, stay in it, know that there are days where it's easier and there are days when it's harder and that's all okay. Um, You are more than allowed to be human. And so know that it is entirely possible to have whatever it is that you want, whether that's simply to get through another day and to feel good in your body again, or it's to start that business that you've been putting off and believing in yourself that you can actually make money doing it. Or whatever it is, please, please chase those dreams. Please, please put your energy and belief into believing in yourself and hire the support. Find the people, find the humans that will make that easier. Because this work doesn't ever get easier, quote unquote, at the level you keep going to. It's just that you get more comfortable in your process and you get more comfortable with your tools and your toolkit. I know this to be true because people look at my life often and think I'm fearless. They think that I popped out this way and it's just not true. I have cultivated these skills. I have worked on my mindset. I Continue to work on my mindset day in and day out because it is controllable. So each of these women gives us hope that it is possible for you. And they do the same, they work on their mindset, they work on their energy and belief because. All of us know that our missions are too big on this planet to stay quiet, to stay small. So use all the resources available to you so that you can be the most empowered version of yourself that you possibly can. We need you out there in this world. So cannot wait to see you back next week forever cheering you on. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. I am incredibly grateful that you are here supporting me and these brave guests. If you can do me a favor and take one minute to share this episode with someone that needs to hear it, I would be so grateful. And if you are willing, please go leave us a review each month I will be choosing a reviewer to give a free coaching session to as a thank you for listening. One thing I know for certain is that we will forever be as sick as our secrets. Shame has no ability to grow when we share our stories in safe spaces. I'm more encouraged than you could possibly know by those that are willing to speak up, ask for help and share with us that we are not alone. So don't forget, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com, grab your free journal and book a free 30-minute call with me to talk about the number one mindset block, stopping you from the money and impact you desire to have. And one thing that you can do this week to shift it. Thanks again for being here and we will see you next week.